We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for June 5th, 2023. We'll get right into it today. Uh, first report is prophetic anticipation builds unblemished red heifers for Jerusalem temple ceremony soon to come of age. And we reported on this before um, these red heifers that came over, I believe from Texas, they're unblemished. They, I think they get into the definition of that in this video and um, how important that is for the rebuilt temple. And you have to have a rebuilt temple in order for the abomination of desolation to occur that Jesus Christ predicted in Matthew 24 and in Daniel, um, <clears throat> where the Antichrist will go in at the midpoint of the tribulation and um, he's going to proclaim himself, he's going to go into the Holy of Holies and proclaim himself to be God. And that will be the essence of the abomination of desolation. There's other things that surround that as well, but um, you have to have a rebuilt temple for all that to happen. So let's go ahead and play this part. Nine Jewish priests plot a land on the Mount of Olives and five red heifers. All these... Now, this is CBN. We're gleaning here. I've done many exposés exposing them, but um, this is a good synopsis of this particular subject are in place for what some Jews and Gentiles believe is the key to building the third Jewish temple. Some also believe it indicates the coming of the Messiah. Chris Mitchell reports from Jerusalem. The five red heifers are now in a secure... Well, it's the coming of, their, of the awaited Messiah for the Jews, which we've talked so much about, which will be the Antichrist. That's who they will believe is their... Messiah. Jesus Christ said that, in fact, I should probably give that verse. And it's in Math, uh, John, I'm sorry, John 539. Um, pretty much through verse 43. Speaking to the religious Jews that were mad at him because he just healed, um, um, I believe, a lame person uh, on the Sabbath day. So he was abrading them, essentially rebuking them. And he said, search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Meaning the scriptures testify of Jesus Christ. If they have their Old Testament, and they were going by, and they saw all the prophecies that were being fulfilled through Jesus Christ. I mean, to the point of him being born in Bethlehem, that's one prophecy. And there's all these prophecies, okay? There's over 400 of them. Um they the scriptures are they which testify of jesus christ but because of their pride because their hearts were hardened because he came in a way that that didn't appeal to them they wanted him to come as this conquering um messiah that just annihilated all the enemies and you know that was not the way that scripturally jesus christ came though and that, among many probably other reasons, they did not receive him as their Lord and Savior. And it goes on It goes on to say in verse 40, And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. He's saying to them, You're not, you're not going to come to me that ye might have life, eternal life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. And that's a big prerequisite for anyone getting, you know, for those that are truly saved, they should have the love of God in them, okay? 
He knew they didn't have the love of God in them. That was very, very apparent. They wanted to strain it a gnat and swallow a camel. They wanted to be seen of men. They wanted to, you know, make sure that they had the uppermost seats in the synagogues and, and, and they were, you know, there's all of these parameters that Jesus talks about that are exemplify the attributes of these false religion Pharisees and Sadducees, essentially. They were operating in false religion. They had added to the word of God. Um, they just really sought to bring men into bondage and the bondage of, for the most part that they had created, okay? Or a system that they had created, which added greatly to scripture, okay? And this is how all cults get started. This is the whole thing like Mormonism or the Jehovah Witnesses or Catholicism or these types or Seventh-day Adventists. There's always these extra biblical parameters that are added to the word of God in order to keep you into bondage and in order to turn all those religions into works-based, meaning you earn your way to heaven. That's that's the thing. That's with all isms in the world. And that then you can go outside of that Buddhism, um, Zoroastrianism, Hinduism, whatever you're trying to attain, whether it's heaven, nirvana, whatever, okay, um, it's all works-based. And, and that is the difference between true Bible-believing Christianity and the rest of all the isms of the world. You're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yes, works will follow. 100%. The work should follow. I mean, unless you want to be a totally unfruitful Christian. The Bible also says, they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. But I believe that enduring is evidence of the salvation. It's not earning your way there. And that we're more than overcomers through the Lord Jesus Christ. These are all spiritual concepts, okay? That, I, you know, you could go down any of those rabbit trails and do probably five-part teaching on them. And I have. I've done teachings on all those things I just mentioned. You can just key them in the keywords overcoming or enduring or uh, I don't know. You name it. They should be in the library of that you can search at contendingfortruth.com in the search bar. So he says, I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my father's name. And ye receive me not, meaning the, the religious Jews of the day. Okay, the, let's just say the Pharisees and Sadducees. They received him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. John chapter 1. If another shall come in his own name, okay, and this is what we're talking about with the Antichrist. That's who they're waiting for. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. And here we are, essentially about 2,000 years later, and another is going to come in his own name, and they're very, very ready to receive him. This was a prophecy right here. John 5, 43. This was a prophecy, and it's getting ready to be fulfilled very soon. I've talked about this concept. Um, I just keyed in Antichrist and Messiah. And um, I, I think I talked about this last study or the study before. Um, emergency Freedom Alert, December 26, uh, 20, uh, 2022, part one. Is the Antichrist being revealed? Um, 
oh, actually, okay, this is really the one. A better one is this one. 215 of 21, part two. Actually, that's the one I need to go to. Yeah, this is the one. Um, 215.21, part two. They're begging for the Antichrist to show up. They meaning the, really the religious Jews, the Israelites. The ones that are, you know, the ones that are, I would say, quote, religious. A lot of them aren't. This kind of mass witchcraft may really get the satanic ball rolling. Worldwide Jewish Moshiach prayer. And this was February, on February 21st of uh, 2021. Traditional Judaism teaches that the Messiah is to be a direct descendant of King David. So this is another thing I'm, I'm not sure how good old King Charles is going to prove if he's the, really the Antichrist. Anointed as a Jewish king. Uh, in fact, the Hebrew word for Moshiach means anointed one. Also, question, what is the meaning of Hashim? It is the title most frequently used by the Jews to refer to what they believe is God's personal name, which is actually Yahweh, but this is actually a lie. And then we get into the whole sacred name movement and my whole study. I have got another study on that subject that's locked and loaded where we're going to go even further and expose that even further. Actually, it's just about done. It's just a matter of having the time to do it. So, yeah, pray for me that I just have more energy to get more stuff done. And just the health and the energy, I, I would appreciate your prayers just to get all that. Because there's a lot of things I'd like to do, but with all the responsibilities I have with the stuff that goes along with this ministry, just being a one-man band, um, it's hard to get to it all. And it's hard to actually find the time to actually record the teachings to actually put them up. So I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for those that have donated to us, um, prayed for us. All of these things are what God has used to keep us in the game. Um, your ongoing donations, your ongoing prayers, that is the, I believe, the primary mechanism by which, whereby which God uses this ministry to keep us in the game. And um, so I, I do praise the Lord Jesus Christ for my listeners. Anyway, so the, I, I just wanted to, to kind of go a little bit into that because... Um, they're highly, highly, highly anticipating their Messiah showing up. And um, it when and that's going to be, I have no idea. There's another one. I did a teaching on 531.22. Israeli rabbi says he's already holding meetings with their awaited Messiah, who is actually the Antichrist. Rabbis are afraid to leave the country lest they miss their Messiah's coming. I mean, <laughs> I've reported on this many many times when it actually happens i don't know but it will happen scripturally speaking it, it has to happen okay so let's go ahead and enroll this video i kind of got way off track there but i think it's good to set the tone for this red heifer video as well close location in israel Plans include moving them sometime soon to a visitor's center in Shiloh, where the tabernacle of the Lord I once... I meant Shiloh, and they're showing the actual red heifers um, in their little pens. Cute little guys. ...for nearly 400 years. The Book of Numbers explains that ashes of the red heifer are used to purify priests for their service in the temple. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord has commanded, saying... Speak to the children of Israel that they bring you a red heifer without blemish, in which there is no defect and on which a yoke has never come. 
you shall give it to Eliezer the priest, that he may take it outside the camp, and it shall be slaughtered before him. Its offal shall be burned, for the water of purification it is for purifying from sin. These red heifers are now between one and a half to two years old. To replicate the ceremony mentioned in the Bible, they need to be at least three years old. And within that time span, they cannot have a blemish or anything that would disqualify them for the ceremony, even one white or black hair. According to those working on the project, the ceremony of the red heifer needs to be performed on the Mount of Olives and in a place that would have looked directly into where the temple stood. The land I'm standing on, bought 12 years ago, fits both of those standards. It's had to be exactly at the front of place that the priest that made this ceremony can see the holy of the holy place. Rabbi Yitzhak Mamo heads Yuvne, so. Jerusalem, dedicated to the goal of rebuilding the third temple. He owns the land here on the Mount of Olives. And we hope that in a year and a half from today, we can make here in this area the ceremony of the red heifer. That actually will be the first step to the temple. Mamo says the ceremony needs priests who have not been defiled by touching anything dead. The Temple Institute actually has uh, nine pure priests. They didn't born in hospital, okay, they born at home. Mm -hmm. Because they are priests, so anyway, they don't go to any cemetery and they are pure and they are waiting. So we have the priest, we have the red heifer, we have the land, and we have everything ready. We just need to wait another one and a half year. Byron Stinson of B'nai Israel, a group dedicated to building up biblical Israel, works with Rabbi Mamo and helped find the red heifers in the U.S. He says these would be the first in 2,000 years, and that the process toward a third Jewish temple began when the Jewish people started their return to the Promised Land from the four corners of the world, culminating with Israel becoming a nation. And then in 1948, in one day, they were reborn as a nation, and nobody said that could happen. And then you move forward, and Israel continues to be this strong nation, and all of these prophecies start fulfilling. There's so many now that have been fulfilled. It's just incredible the evidence of, of what God is doing with uh, Jerusalem as the center of that. And the temple is the center of Jerusalem. And so how can it happen and how will it happen? I don't think anyone really knows for sure. Stinson believes the temple is meant to be a house of prayer for all nations. Again, you get this sense, and this is so common with the ones that will support Israel um, no matter what, is that it's like this positive thing, this house of prayer for all the nations. Where Can you show me Bible for... Um, in Revelation and in Daniel and in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and in Matthew 24 and other places where the Antichrist and the tribulation period, it being some positive thing and we're going to have some big godly revival. Because this is the sense you get when you listen to them. I understand, yeah, it probably will be a house of prayer for, for um, all, the, all the false religions to come in and amalgamate themselves together. And form the one world religion under antichrist and false prophet that's exact but they don't say that typically they act like it's some positive thing when the reality is is this is the antichrist and the false prophet making their emergence bringing in their one world religion under antichrist and yes you know that will probably be used in that regard but it's not going to be a positive godly thing it's going to be the exact polar opposite in the Bible, it says when Solomon built the first temple, he said, this is a 
house of worship for all nations. That's what the temple is. Yeah, and this is a far cry from anything biblically mandated. The Bible does say there's going to be a rebuilt temple, but it doesn't say it's going to be godly. Another will come in his own name. Him ye will receive. That's who's going to preside over that temple, the Antichrist and the false prophet. So this has nothing to do with any biblical mandate that might have occurred in the Old Testament regarding a temple that God wanted built. This is something that's going to that's going to happen despite God, even though it has to happen in order for scriptures to be fulfilled. But it's not like God has a stamp of approval. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, the finished work of the cross, and said, it is finished, that should have been the total end of all temple sacrifices from there forth. Anything else beyond that is an absolute abomination because nothing can compare with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The perfect lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. You can't, this is, I mean, the whole thing about the red heifers is blasphemous, actually. If you think about it, it's not, oh, wow, this is so awesome. The Antichrist is going to be here soon, which is basically what, you know, you should be saying. I mean, or, or not, I'm not saying that's what you should be saying, but that's basically what they are saying. It's like you're ignoring the 900-pound gorilla in the room <laughs> where all the scriptures predict this is going to be a very, very bad thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm just here to point those things out. A lot of people think it's just a Jewish temple, but that's not true. It's for all the nations of the earth. Oh, yeah, joke. so you can bring all your false religions in, and, and you know, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof the ways of death. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know us? I mean, this is the big push right now, this unity. We're going to talk about it. The Great Awakening, guys. The, the video just came out this week. The Great Awakening. Atheists, Democrats, Republicans, all coming together to fight the forces of evil. Show me that in the Bible. Show me how that is a godly thing in the Bible, particularly regarding the days and times we're moving into. My Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what righteousness, you know, what does righteousness have to do with unrighteousness? Or Christ with Belial, meaning the devil. It says, wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Then God will receive you. So, we're going to get into that soon. We're going to get it. But it relates to this subject heavily, this rebuild. And notice, I haven't heard it much now. And now, I'm not going to play the whole video, but he does bring up the whole, and I don't know if he's going to say that in here. He does bring up the whole thing about um, the potential for the Antichrist. But... It's typically not couched in that way. When you hear about it, the rebuilt temple, it's usually like this positive thing. And it's not. It's not a positive thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have to have it for Scripture to be rebuilt. or Rebuilt. For Scripture to be fulfilled. But it's not a positive thing. Rosenberg wrote about the Third Temple in his novel, The Copper Scroll, and tells CBN News Jews have different views on the subject. 
Jews are divided, actually, between does the Messiah himself have to come and build the temple, or do you build the temple and the Messiah, Messiah comes? So among those Jews, Israelis, who care, that's actually they're, they're divided into two different camps. I think most Israelis don't think about it, don't care, and actually would get a little worried of talk of a third temple because we already have enough trouble. Rosenberg also sees various points of view throughout the Christian community. See, if you believe in, in this is such a huge move now, if you do believe in preterism, and I see that, that thing just spreading like wildfire, that everything was basically fulfilled at the when the uh, temple was destroyed in 70 AD. And that basically all the stuff about Revelation and Daniel and that, that stuff's been fulfilled. And then that now it's going to be the millennial reign of Christ. And they believe Christ is going to come in. This whole thing of dominionism, preterism, it fits in perfectly with this. Because they can believe this is the coming awaited Savior. They, they can believe this is basically like Jesus Christ in the flesh or some derivation of that. And they will have that when the Ascended Masters come back. Master Jesus, he's one of them. Esau Sananda Emmanuel, I've done tons of studies on him. He's coming back with them. And he's going to be focused on the Christian um, religions out there, the ones that call themselves that, even if they're nothing more than cults, like, you know, Mormonism or Jehovah Witness, these types of things. He's going to be focused on deceiving them. And I so see the world and Christianity being set up to receive this whole deception and lie. But it's taking a lot of effort because they've got to twist scripture so massively in order to convince people that the Antichrist is going to be Jesus Christ or some derivation of that. You got to really, really try and you really got to not know your Bible at all. And it's, it really does help if you're reading a false translation like an NIV or a living or one of those. Because like an, an NIV already has 64,098 less words, to be exact, which is almost 10% of the total text. And it's changed in so many places. And it's translated from a corrupt underlying text type from two corrupt Catholic manuscripts, the Sinaiticus and the Vaticanus, translated by two high-level occultists that did seances with Charles Darwin, Westcott and Hort in 1881. They, they released the revised version. Okay, so... If you're already reading one of the false versions, it does, you're already at such a disadvantage. <laughs> you're already, then you have these pastors that come in, particularly in the Dominionist movement and the Charismatic movement and um, the Preterists. And I'm sure there's other ones that are falling in line. And then they'll further try to convince you, oh no, all that stuff in Revelation, that was already fulfilled then in Daniel. That's already been done, done with. That was 70 AD. That's old news. So what's left? Well, the millennial reign of Christ, I guess. Yeah. Evidently, they believe that this is going to be the millennial reign of Christ. And they're going to make things so good that Jesus Christ will have no choice but to come back. And, and that's what they're going to believe this rebuilt temple is. From what I'm seeing, <laughs> I mean, we are talking total scriptural insanity here. I've been warning about this a long time. I'm seeing a lot of evidence of this. I mean, I don't see these guys going against this and jumping up and down saying, but this is the Antichrist. No, they're, it's like they're happy about it. Now, some of them are happy about it because 
okay, let's say they're really, really staunchly pre-trib and they believe, okay, maybe some of them, or this used to be more prevalent. I, I think it's becoming more or less prevalent that, oh, well, the sooner we get the temple rebuilt, or the sooner that process starts, the sooner the Antichrist and false prophet comes, the sooner we can get out of here via the pre-trib rapture. I don't want to get into, into a debate about pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. I've done teachings on that. Okay, you can just keep tribulation if you want. If you want to avail yourself to where I stand on it. Um, but I, I'm just telling you, the deception that is afoot with this is colossally massive. And I do believe this is all part of the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. That God says he is going to send the strong delusion. And it's, it's, it's in the same time frame where there's the apostasy of the church... So the church is ripe for delusion if they're in apostasy, if they're in that great falling away. And then that wicked capital W be revealed. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three. That's where we're at. We're right in that time frame. Those who think about it and those who don't. Most Christians, I think, don't think about the third temple. Uh, but those who do uh, believe that it will be built before Jesus returns for the second coming not necessarily before the rapture but definitely before the second uh, coming and uh and that the antichrist will take over that third temple during the tribulation and try to rule the world from there could it happen in our lifetime that to me is intriguing i, I think we don't know uh but there but the, but there are some jews who are really making as you're as you're reporting on preparations to get ready for that moment and that's something to watch closely. Stinson says they plan to invite everyone to the red heifer ceremony that may take place in Passover 2024. Everything is in place now with the red heifers as long as they stay pure one of them stays pure then we have everything in place including the priest. Mamo says according to the Jewish sage Maimonides there were nine red heifers from Moses to the second temple. It's not his way to write but suddenly he said the tent will make the Messiah. We know that the Messiah will make the tent. Maybe we have the privilege to be one of these people that uh, help the Messiah to do it. So we're waiting. Chris Mitchell, CBN News, the Mount of Olives, Jerusalem. So I just wanted you to kind of be aware of that. That's nothing's changed there regarding that. When it when they had read that verse about um, with the red heifer, if you want to know where those verses are, it's Numbers. 19 uh verses 1 through mm. now the, the whole the whole rigmarole that the priest has to go through um you know it, that goes it goes quite a bit like verse 10 yeah basically verse 10 if you want to read more about the ordinance of the red heifer okay um just for your own edification there so uh we have that which is very interesting. Then, next report. Biden increases the persecution of Christians and conservatives. I'm Brylan. Bombshell report claims Biden administration using taxpayer money to wage covert war on conservatives and Christian groups. Media Research Center claims $40 million in U.S. grants went to Pyramid connecting conservatives to militant Yahtzee groups. Now, let's watch a little bit of this video. The reason they speed that up, Nazi, because they can't they're they're so limited on what they can say they're so afraid of getting kicked off of youtube which is again why i never got on youtube because it's you know i i'm not going to be 
limited in that. I'm not. I'm not coming out on anybody that's on YouTube. I'm just saying I. I can't operate under those parameters. Here, and then I want to show you some really terrifying details that you don't want to miss. Welcome back. Now, this first on Fox Business, a bombshell new report reveals the Biden administration is using taxpayer money to rage a covert war on conservatives and Christian groups. The Media Research Center, a conservative watchdog group, obtaining documents showing DHS, Department of Homeland Security, is using a program meant to fight terrorists, which includes groups like the Heritage Foundation, MAGA, Fox News, even the Republican National Committee in the same category as Nazis. The Daily Grace Company is a wonderful company. I want to look level one down here. All about trying to be as cunning as possible. What they're trying to do is indoctrinate you and indoctrinate the youngest minds. This is what's the kind of thing that's being shown in universities. And we're going to get into that in just a second. But look, they're labeling level one down here the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, the GOP, the entire Republican Party. So let me just explain to you, and you'd have to watch the video to get the full impact but it's the pyramid of far-right radicalization and this is what satan is saying okay um and the increased level of extremism now you have to understand th this is a pyramid at the top of the pyramid are symbols i don't even know what they stand for some really really i'm sure probably really radicalized nazi-like types of groups okay and then right under that that's level four and then right under that is the white pride um not and then nazis and i mean we're talking heavy duty so i have no idea what these guys are at the top it must be really bad if they've if you've got nazis and white pride below that then below that you've got level two is breibart make america great again maga which is the highest level in satanism um I've got into that before. Prager U, Turning Point USA, uh, Thin Blue Line, Infowars, Come and Take It. Some of these groups, I'm not really three percenters. I'm not really a, a Patriot Prager. Yeah. And then on level one, are you've got evidently Patriots, anybody that want, likes the American flag. Fox News, Heritage. I mean, these are, and what's ironic about this whole thing is that particularly, and I'm sure it's probably true for three and four, even to a certain extent, but you've got all kinds of massive infiltration from the New World Order into these groups that they say are like public enemy number one. This is what Biden says is radicalized terrorist type of groups. Okay, this pyramid of far-right radicalization, increased levels of extremism. I'm reading from this chart, straight from the government, okay? Knowing that our own government, our own wicked, corrupt government that is accusing these organizations of this actually controls these very same organizations, by and large, okay? I'm not saying everybody in them is horrible or horrible people, but I would say most likely at the top, People like Alex Jones, who I, you know, I've got a, over a 50-page file on, are infiltrated. Um, these are 501c3. Some of them are ministries. Breibart, I mean, Make America, you know, that's Trump stuff. It's ironic that they're fingering their own organizations that in, in some ways that they 
totally control. Some probably more subtly than others. Some more overtly. Um, Fox News, Heritage Foundation, American Conservative Union Foundation, the NRA, John Birch Society, Christian Broadcasting Network, which I just played, which I've exposed, the Tea Party, and the whole Republican Party. These are the terrorists that our government needs to be. And think about this. At the very top, is it, aren't, aren't what they're implying here is the very at the very top of the food chain, these really, really, really radical, overt, probably satanic, Nazi-like organizations. Well, isn't it from the top down? If the head is sick, the whole body be sick? Well, well, they're implying here that the top of the pyramid is what controls all these things underneath it. I mean, total satanic insanity. And again, I understand there's a lot of these are controlled by these other groups or, or, or the, the handler groups for these things. But it's the whole implication. It's the whole association of, okay, the Republicans are really at the top controlled by all Republicans. Anybody who's a patriot is really controlled by the most radical sects of like Luciferian Nazism. Obviously, we know that. This is the not-so-subtle message that this chart is sending you. Th that's the point I'm trying to make. Okay? Total, total insanity. ...is now an extremist group. CBN, the most watered-down Christian network right. possible, yeah. is too extreme. And Fox News, of course, Fox News is on there. However... Isn't it kind of ironic that reports have been coming out constantly about how far left and how liberal mm -hmm. Fox News has gotten on the inside to the point where right. they fire Tucker Carlson. They have banned Matt Walsh from ever appearing on Fox News. Again, two controlled assets. Tucker Carlson, Matt Walsh. I'm sorry, two co totally controlled assets. I've done whole reports on um, Tucker Carlson as well. And because Matt Walsh has been has been deemed too radical by Fox News. I am banned by Fox News. But then you go to level two up here and you have Prager University, Turning Point USA, Breitbart. And if you wear a MAGA hat, yeah, then you're literally considered a part of a terror group. All of this is propaganda to try to turn the young minds in our society into depraved minds so that they fall for relying on the government to tell them how to think, what to do, how to act, where to go. And sadly, it's working. Just being labeled a Christian, it, it gets you on this pyramid here oh, of yeah. extremism. And this is all being funded by us, you and me. The day okay, so he goes on to his little advertising thing he's doing there. But um, I wanted you to also be aware of that, uh, that they're, they're just increasing, ratcheting things up. Now, then we have this, and this relates heavily to the first video we played about the Red Heifer. The Great Awakening, official trailer, okay? But Jesus Christ is never mentioned in regard to this so-called Great Awakening. Not that I've heard. The guy that put this, I listened to the vast majority of the interview that they did with the creator of this on the Alex Jones show. 
I listened because I wanted to see where does this guy stand. I heard not one mention. This guy that put this together was a um, was with Bernie Sanders. Okay, feel the burn, Bernie Sanders, when he was making his fake run because it's all predetermined for whatever the presidency, running against I guess Hillary or whatever. He was one of like his main guys or at least part of that campaign in a pretty big way. And then he started having all these questions when he saw the way things were being carried out within the Bernie Sanders campaign. This guy was a radical leftist. So he supposedly saw the light. I didn't hear anything about a salvation conversion, anything about Jesus Christ, but he supposedly saw the light. Now he's, he's with the good guys and he's the one that put this together. Okay. But I never heard Jesus Christ mentioned in regard to this so-called great, great awakening one time. And it's commingled with a high amount of New Agers and heresy. This is the whole thing. This is the same thing that we've talked before. Okay. Now I'm looking at um, one of the more newer, and I posted it in the PDF for the study for June, 4, for June 5th, 2023 at truth.com. It's in the PDF. If you want to see this, and it's experienced Clay Clark's reverse Davos. So it's the reverse Davos. It's the it's the reverse um, Great Reset. Okay. And this is August 25th and 26th, 2023 at the Craig Ranch Amphitheater in North Las Vegas. And the advertisement reads, The Great Awakening, which is the name of this video that's come out. And I'm going to play you the trailer. Um, and obviously I am, I'm actually for obviously a large amount of what they say in this trailer. Okay. And this is why it's so dangerous and deceptive because most of what you're going to hear, you're going to agree with. But remember what Jesus Christ said, a little leaven. He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees to his disciples. And they said, they were like, well, you mean the leaven in bread? And he says, no, the leaven, of the, the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees is their doctrine. It only takes, like in dough, it only takes a little bit of leaven to get that whole lump of dough to rise. Just a little bit of bad doctrine can corrupt the whole thing. And most of what you're going to hear with this great awakening thing, I'm having all my listeners send me this thing, like, or a lot of them, not all, but some are sending this to me. And I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. At all. It's just that, and it's not that I'm not for most of what this represents. But I under, but understand where does this end up? Where is this great awakening going to point you to in the end? Is it to the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it to a keen awareness that we're going into the seven-year tribulation period and the Antichrist and the false prophet are getting ready to arise? Is it is it a keen awareness of evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived? 2 Timothy 3.13. A keen awareness of what goes on in the book of Revelation and the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and the events of Matthew 24 that Jesus Christ predicted and in the book of Daniel? Is it a keen awareness of that? No, no. It's more this great awakening where we're going to take back what evil is doing. We're going to defeat the great reset. We're going to usher in the great awakening where we're going to go into this wonderful utopia. Well, what does that sound like? 
Well, sure doesn't sound like the Bible. I, I don't see any Bible for that in those verses, those portions of scripture that I just mentioned, and there's a lot more elsewhere. I don't see the Bible for it. I see Bible for a strong delusion. How are things going to get better if the Antichrist and false prophet are coming? <laughs> how, how is that going to undo so much of what's mentioned in scripture? Well, that all is all filled in 70 AD with the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem, according to preterism. And the dominionists love that because they're going to have dominion. The only time that we're going to have Real biblical dominion over the planet is when Jesus comes back at the end of the seven-year tribulation and sets up his thousand-year millennial reign of Christ where he's going to rule the world with a rod of iron. That's when it's coming. It's not coming anywhere between now and then. But see, this so tickles the people's... I mean, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, it will tickle the whole thing about... You're not going to suffer. We're going to bring in a great reset. We're going to bring in, no, we're going to bring in the great awakening. We're going to, we're going to defeat evil. We're going to overthrow it. We're all going to come together in unity. Christians, atheists, everybody, all different raids, creeds and colors, Muslims, Zoroastrian. Hmm. That sounds like the one world religion under Antichrist. I could see a whole lot more Bible for it being that than anything where you're saying this great awakening is coming, where we're going to overthrow evil and we're going to, it's going to be like the new great awakening. I don't see Jesus Christ mentioned in this great awakening, or if it is, it's cursory. I see a ton of New Agers yoked up with this movement, overt Christ hating. New Agers, like David Icke, like so many different New Agers that they have pictured in, I don't know of one hardcore that I would say Bible-believing Christian in this whole montage of pictures that they say is going to bring in this great awakening. Not one. Not one that's not really, and then, and then David Flynn at the very spear tip of it, who's praying to the angel Michael, the Archangel Michael, supposedly. And invoking the seven rays, which is what Madame Blavatsky evoked. He's at the front and center at the very bottom part of this. Then it shows Alex Jones screaming into a microphone at the bottom with Roseanne Barr of the Roseanne fame. Oh, she's now part of it. And it's going to be in Vegas. General Flynn and Team America is coming to Las Vegas. Hmm. Okay. And that shows the bad guys, the Great Reset. George Soros and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and Yuval Harari and Obama and Zuckerberg. That's the bad guys. So again, it's right-left. Even though at the end of the day, this is all heading in the same direction. I think this is how we're going to get to the New World Order. I think this is the strong delusion. And I think there's going to be a lot of other players in the strong delusion before it's all said and done. The whole alien disclosure thing, the ascended masters potentially. It's it's coming clearer and clearer into view. I, I believe. It's it's making my job easier and easier. I'm gonna go ahead and play this video. And again, most of what you're going to hear here, you're going to agree with. But just bear in mind, where does this all end up and who 
does this all end up pointing to? Showing New Year's Eve 2020. Happy New Year. 20, now it's 2021. Breaking news, the president declaring a national emergency. The new stay-at-home order. We will shut you down. Don't think you can get on a plane or a train. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we will take you to jail. We've got to get them vaccinated. So these are all the bad guys. Now, they are bad guys. These are overt, evil, wicked, Luciferian scum. Uh, you, you mean, I've, I've pointed this out. I've exposed all these devils over and over and over. Well, we will keep you in a facility longer. As the world was descending into synchronized tyranny, I began to ask. And they're showing all the images of COVID where, you know, people are in bubbles and, 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 and the elderly can't see their, their loved ones and band practice. And you're in these little little tents where, where you're sealed off from one another. It's all It's all satanic mind control. All of it. It's it's all slave training and satanic mind control. And what will you put up with? And obviously, you know, I probably did more more teachings on that subject than any other subject I have ever covered in that time frame. Myself. I still do. How did they get everyone to go along with this? Oh, oh it feels so good. Uh, it shows these two women and they've got this elaborate thing where they can hug each other but they're but they're between like this plastic sheeting and they they put their arms through these things and they're they're able to hug each other because they're still social distancing because they're still separated by this plastic sheet i mean it's just so sickening obsessed with finding the answer i began studying every moment in recorded history where masses of people acted against their own self-interest the only mechanism that could explain what was happening in society through your freedom in a schmuck was what is usually referred to as mass formation. Here we are now with an economy in crisis, but with an incredible opportunity. Unprecedented opportunity for a reset. Your Royal Highnesses, distinguished heads of state and government, the future is built by us. We need a great reset. When they say you'll be happy, what they mean is you'll be enslaved. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Who masters those technologies will be the master of the world. Those who control the data control the future, not just of humanity, but the future of life itself. Every aspect of our life has been infiltrated by people that do not have our best interests at heart. There are forces using fear and isolation to induce mass psychosis. I don't want you to be hopeful. Environmental doom. Fires. I want you to panic. Storms. It will kill your children. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. People are starting to wake up. We're starting to wake up. That's greedy Greta Thunberg there, just so if you're wondering. I'm seeing people come together from all walks of life, finally saying enough is enough. We didn't come here for no reason. We have a voice and we're here to share it. We have to be the solution. We cannot rely on the media, the president, or whoever to fix these problems. I would rather pick up cans on the side of the highway than to live out of alignment with my truth. We're all being driven back to the dream. As you see in the audience, Democrats, Republicans, white, black, everyone all in between. This is the example. But see, this is the whole coming together of the world to usher in 
I do believe the Antichrist will fall. It's not going to be Jesus Christ. It's certainly not based out of biblical Christianity. There's no mention of Jesus Christ. I listened to that interview with the guy that you heard at the very beginning, who's who's the maker of this documentary. Not one. He was the radical Bernie Sanders guy. That's what he came out of. Okay. And it's not like he had some type, or if he did, I sure didn't hear about it. It's not like he had some kind of um, moment where he got saved and, you know, no. This is not based out of that. So, the Bible says in Psalm 11, verse 3, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundations of this, guys, are not biblical. There is so much New Age and false religion commingled into this that i have been pointing out i have a whole whole file on all the new age doctors in this whole the the ones that are in this whole new age doctor network in fact we're going to get into that next next how a lot of them are just flat out luciferians and they're part of this movement they're a big part of this movement so again most of what you're going to hear here is sounds great to a certain extent I'm all for exposing the evil. I'm all for pushing back against this wickedness. I'm all for that. But where does this all end up? And who does it ultimately end up pointing to in the end? This is what I'm here to warn you about as a watchman. They do not want to see, but they have no choice. The masses of humanity have been slapped awake. Open now, your that eyes. guy looks like he's overtly Islam. He he's got uh, he's I believe he's a black Islamic. He's wearing a Islamic pin, the crescent moon with the star, which is um, basically symbolic of I believe Semiramis and uh, Nimrod or Tammuz, something like that. Um, it's a fertility type of symbol, and um, they're showing you right right here where there there us all these different religions coming what did we just hear about with the rebuilt temple it's going to be a house of prayer for all nations i can see that in the millennium when jesus christ has come back on the throne and he set things straight but there's no bible for that being a godly thing in this era that we're living in there's none it's time to wake up this so they've created this desperation within humanity that we felt with the whole covid scandemic the whole mask up social distance take away all your rights you know we're moving more and more into the big brother dystopian future every single day they've created all that so that you are they're trying to create max, max desperation so that you will be very open to whatever alternative they're going to provide you and this is that alternative this is the alternative they're going to provide the people i would say more on the right leaning more conservative leaning more freedom loving leaning more liberty loving leaning this is their alternative that they're providing you it's still coke pepsi at the end of the day it's still right left paradigm and the same puppet masters are still controlling at the top both sides just like politics, right, left. And I don't mean every single um, every single uh, local politician is corrupt. Or I'm not saying that. I'm saying at the top, though, 
it's still the same puppet masters. It's the Great Awakening. People cannot go back into the Matrix now. A lot of people are trying to. They can't. Anything of real quality, anything of lasting durability, anything that's really satisfying and empowering and fulfilling is going to be hard to attain. And when it comes to information, boy, is that true today. We see the entire global corrupt anti-human depopulation, Great Reset Combine, trying to collapse our society to build on its ashes their, their trans... And Alex Jones is one of their absolute total leaders. For this whole thing and the whole persecution that has been put out there of Alex Jones for a lot of people that's all they need to see to believe that he's real he's got to be real I've got a 50 page document that will make you very much question the fact that he's actually real that he hasn't been put there in this position for this exact time to deceive you at the end most of the time what you're going to hear on that show is truth most of the time, you're gonna, but again, it's that little bit of leaven that's commingled. And this great reset is the culmination, I believe, at the end of the day, of that of that leaven, where it ends up taking people, where it ends up leading people. This nightmare vision, suppressing the voices of good people all around the world and of doctors and scientists and engineers that are exposing all their lies, their COVID hysteria, their world's going to end in 2030, carbon tax, global warming bull, all of it. And none of it can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. That's why truth comes with hard work and with research and with diligence. And that's why it's hard to share InfoWars links and band out video links. So anyway, that's just more advertising for him. But, um, and again, if you want to see, like, you can look at this big banner. It takes up about a whole page of my PDF of, of, of these, most of them freedom doctors that are associated with this whole thing. And I've been talking about this for a long time. Roger Stone's one of them, that deviant devil. Um, and breaking today, his current program, if you go on his website right now, it says breaking Sunday live. This is on Alex Jones. The Great Awakening is here. Dr. Judy Mikovits and author Kent Heckle Lively. Heck and Lively? Join Alex Jones in Studio Live. Must watch. I counter that with a link to the Aquarian Luciferian Agenda and the New Age Doctor Network. Okay. That um, I've reported on in the past and it's a it's a link to hugo talks it's uh it's really a 52 minute video where if you want to see more about this aquarian luciferian new age doctor network and carrie madage del big tree malone guy robert kennedy uh jr i believe how trump's part of it um brian artis sherry tenpenny you know, sorry to say, but they're they're in a part of this. Then um, we have uh, let's see here. We have a I'm not going to recover all these because I've covered this in the past. But a link entitled Dr. Carrie Madage exposed again video series The Phoenix DNA and the Jab. The, she uses the Phoenix as one as on her like little lab coat. Um, then another one. 
Virtually all the prominent COVID truther doctors are connected to the occult seven rays the, the, and the Academy of Divine Knowledge. And New Ager, I mean ultra New Ager, Sasha Stone, who is united with the United Nations and so much more, is one of their heads. Okay, Members of this include the Christ-hating godless David Icke, Del Bigtree, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Carrie Madaj, Sherry Tenpenny, Michael Jaco, Dr. Larry Palvitsky, Dr. Christine Northrup, Sean Stone, Dr. David Martin, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, and many more, all placed by the UN. Now, I'm not saying they're all horrible people. I'm not saying that some of them may be just really duped and thinking they're doing the right thing because they haven't done their homework. But all placed by the UN to make our transition to the new normal, the new old order more comfortable. Is that why they're there? For a larger listing of the people in this occult organization, go to, and you can see a big list of them at this link here. The man behind the Academy of Divine Knowledge is Sasha Stone. He has quite a few alarming connections, to put it mildly. According to Sasha Stone's biography, remember, he is one of the grand poobahs of this whole movement, of this Academy of Divine Knowledge that basically the doctors that you see pictured in this Great Awakening thing are part of this movement. Okay, I've covered this many times. I've got a whole dedicated file on it. According to Stone's own biography... And here's a link to it. Here's the archive. He has headed the United Nations Intergovernmental Renewable Energy Organization, or UNIREO. There's a link to that here. Since 2010, he's headed the UN Intergovernmental Renewable Energy Organization. So, I mean, if you're going to follow a movement, you might want to look at who are the leaders of it and who have they been associated with. Seems reasonable. Again, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Okay. Well, that by itself would be enough for me to have nothing to do with this. However, it appears he appears to have been expelled as a UN NGO in 2016 for failing to update its status. Okay. To address the elephant in the room, it's cause for concern when one of the main voices opposed to the UN who medical tyranny has also been part of the UN. Hmm. Sasha Stone also founded Humantaid in 1999, another NGO, which I believe is also associated with the, um, the UN. I'm on the humantaid.org and his picture's front and center. I mean, and it, it's got so much New Age symbology, you can't even believe it. If you want to get a picture of this Sasha Stone guy, he's extremely New Agey looking. Um, United Nations Security Council in New York City. Here's a picture of him at the United Nations. I mean, it's not... If you do any kind of cursory digging, you're going to see one of their main leaders is absolutely 100% yoked up with the United Nations. I mean, United Nations yoke up after United Nations yoked up. You can just see it here. Another one. MDG Awards, United Nations, New York City. Sasha Stone, prominent. I mean, this is very, very bad. He's, he's yoked up with all these false religions. Ethiopian Orthodox Church. Um, all these different governments. These are red, gigantic red flags. Okay. Humantaid is their their uh, motto is one world one humanity. Okay, doesn't that sound like kind of what we're hearing with the whole great awakening agenda? 
we need to put down our denominate. We need to put down if we're Christian or, or whatever religion we are, black, white, red, or yellow, Republican or Democrat, atheist or Christian, and come together as one world, one humanity. Well, Sasha Stone's already been head of humanity, which that's their motto. And it's dedicated to inspiring tolerance. The only thing they won't tolerate is true Bible-believing Christianity, guaranteed, at the end of the day. To inspire tolerance and goodwill between people of all nations and faiths. So again, some big, you know, amalgamation of false religions. It is committed to ushering in a new era of truth, transparency, and right-mindedness while inspiring growth in the spiritual framework within with we function as a species. That's another buzzword they always use. So understand, I hope I've made my point once again about this whole Great Awakening thing. And now they've got this big documentary that's just come out. And I'm sure the vast majority of what you'll see in it is great. It just officially came out. It's the first video right now on Alex Jones's. It's over an hour long. I'm sure that they've put tons of money into making it really professional. But beware. Beware. Where does it end? Where does it end up pointing you to at the end of the day? I see nothing about Jesus Christ. Nothing. I see nothing about Bible-believing Christianity. Next report. U.S. climate czar announces warlike effort to shut down the American food supply. Okay, so before I play the video that we're going to play, U.S. climate czar announces warlike effort to shut down the American food supply. It's a pretty brief video. almost forgot to say... Um, I'm doing a, uh, a three-week Daniel fast. I just started that. I'm looking at when I started it. Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I started it Tuesday. And, <clears throat> again, I've been in Daniel a lot lately. And uh, the primary reason Daniel was doing that because it was he was in mourning instead he was in mourning and i think mourning over the visions he had been shown and maybe the state of israel being in captivity and these types of things um and daniel fast is not like a just a water fast it's it's um he doesn't eat and again you can go up on the internet and it's several different versions of what people interpret this to mean basically it said he didn't eat any pleasant bread he didn't eat um, meat, flesh of any kind. I think that would include eggs, anything. And um, <clears throat> no wine. I don't drink at all, so that's... And then he didn't anoint himself with oil. I think those are the parameters. Anyway, and Daniel, okay. And um, so da Daniel 10, 3. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning, like when you mourn at a funeral, for three full weeks. And... Um, He said, I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And essentially it took three weeks. The reason that this was so good is, and I, I, I kind of want to give you the outcome here so you understand like how strong um, fasting can actually be. I'm getting to the verse right now. 
so he's he's fasting three weeks and then he sees this vision of an angel and the men that were with him they didn't see the vision but um a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves that's typically what will happen if, if an angel actually manifests you you get real humble real quick i mean you're talking you know a face in the ground basically you know what fear is you know and um there remained no strength in me for my comeliness was turned into corruption because when, when you're in the, when you're in the presence of of holiness you know like an angel a holy angel of god you 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 feel corrupt you that's just a normal thing that happens you just feel you retain no strength you 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 know it's just over and over a lot of times in the now sometimes people aren't even aware and the bible says be aware that you may be taming, entertaining angels unaware so it's not always that way in this particular case it was um and he was in a deep sleep on his face, his face toward the ground. I mean, he was about as humble as you could possibly be. And behold, a hand touched me and he set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said, Oh, Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Oh, that's sweet. A man greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. <laughs> Poor Daniel. <laughs> Poor thing. And then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for... From the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, so from the first day of his fast, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the but, but the prince of Persia, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, withstood me one and twenty days. So until he got to the twenty-first day of the Daniel fast, the the king of Persia, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which is a high-level principality. Remember, we battle not flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places. You know, it's very, very high level stuff we're dealing with here. This prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, Michael is typically the archangel that is associated. It's sorry, uh, General Flynn, you know, there's no Bible for praying to Michael. And he's typically the one when you hear about Michael in scripture, he's typically always associated with the defense of Israel. The Israelites, okay. Uh, but lo, <clears throat> but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Michael the archangel, and remained there with. Remained there with the kings of Persia. Um, <clears throat> now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For, yet the vision is for, many days. Anyway, um. <clears throat> The concept here is he was in mourning and he probably had different, he had been shown a lot of really heavy duty visions, the state of his people, the Israelites, they were in bondage, captivity type of thing. So um, I haven't done a Daniel fast in a long time. I think I've done it one other time in my life. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. <clears throat> The most I've ever fasted was that really, really super dark time, probably around, ooh, 2004. It was basically a whole year of being ch chastened by God. But I started that out. <clears throat> that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, 60 days. Out of 60 days, when I started it, I fasted for, I 
when I counted it out, it was about 40 of the 60. It wasn't 40 days total. It wasn't like 40 days straight through. But it was out of 60 days, I would say 40 of those I fasted. In the first seven days, I did three days of no food, no water. And then I transitioned into just water for the remaining four. So I did about a week. That's the most I've ever done straight that I can ever recall. I think I've got close to that before, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but a lot of people say, oh, fasting is this. Oh, once you get past the first or second day, it's just pixie sticks and buttercups. I'm sorry. That's never been my experience at all. <laughs> it is grueling. It's never been any day has ever been. And I don't want to say that to discourage people because some people really do have different experiences. And I think it maybe is the way your bodily system is wired some people really do thrive during fast and they have more energy and they it's amazing that's never been my experience <laughs> not for me at least it's been and i was working full-time seeing patients in a practice that i was at and it was it was the hardest thing i think i've ever done um, but, um, when you're really, really, really desperate to get a hold of God, pain can motivate you to do things you thought you maybe never could have done. And I was motivated that those 40 days in that 60 day period through a lot of pain and just wanting to be out of the pain and wanting to be out of God's chastisement. It didn't let up for about a year, but it, it wasn't as bad after the 60 but I still had a long way to go. I still had a lot of God's chastisement to deal with. I deserved every bit of it, um, if not more. But um, yeah, so I'm just thinking, I read that. I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I, I'm, I'm like, these these subjects are so horrific that I'm reporting on every week. I mean, you know, this, the trans stuff and the, <laughs> I mean, it's so wicked. It's so over the top evil. I mean, and I was reading Daniel and, and I was asking the Lord that. And then I, I started on this chapter, this Daniel 10, which is where I was picked to pick up on. And I looked at that. And I'm like, I haven't done a Daniel fast. And since I was back in Florida and um, what better time, you know? And so I just said that so that if anyone else wants to join in and, and it, you do as the Lord leads you. And some people will do a stricter Daniel fast than others. Some people are like, no sugar, no this, no that, no whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, or you could just do kind of what it says and just do no bread or anything like with dough, I'd say. And no meat, no flesh, like no eggs and don't anoint yourself. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for really drinking alcohol. Um, I, I don't think you know, a glass of wine or whatever with a meal or something is bad in particular. But now, you know, they've got all the nitrates and the sulfites in the wine and that's a whole other different animal. And it depends. It depends on the person. I can't do that. I got way too much of a history with alcohol. Blackout drunk type alcohol stuff. And it wasn't every day. It wasn't every weekend. But when I did, man, I went all the way. I've got way too much history with it for me to be able to ever trust myself. So I just totally don't do it at all. Um, that's me. 
I'm not condemning anyone else that would have a glass of wine with a meal or something like that. I've done a whole teaching on the subject of alcohol and wine and I, what I believe the Bible says about it. I tried to take a balanced approach on it. And um, <clears throat> if you want to key that in in the search box, you'll find it. But anybody that wants to join in in whatever manner you feel led, maybe it's fasting one meal a week. Maybe it's a Daniel fast like I'm doing. Maybe it's a three-day fast. Maybe it's a three-day no water, no food. Now, if you do the three-day no water, no food, that is the strongest type of fasting you can do. If you're ever in a situation in your life where you feel like your back's against the wall, you feel like the walls are closing in, you need an answer from God and you need it ASAP. There's no more powerful fast you can do than a three-day no food no water now i'm not telling you to do it for some people it can be dangerous normally by the second day even for me i'll feel my kidneys and some people it's after the first day with no water you're like ah i'm aware of where my kidneys are located in my body they're they're letting me know and it doesn't feel good. Um, <clears throat> that's a tough one. And I'm not telling anybody to do that. I think you need to be led of the Lord. I think it might be something that you ease into. Um, you can key in fasting in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com. I've posted files on it before, which gets into it in far greater depth. In PDFs, I believe you can find that. Um I've got a whole file on it as well, but I'm pretty sure I posted that file within the um, within some of my PDFs. Okay, so you can read about it and and do as the Lord leads you. I don't think with fasting it's like oh you've got to just do it this way and and well okay, but can you like go to God and say and feel comfortable about okay well this is what I'm going to do this is what I think my body can handle, um, and you're still fasting. You know, so I, I want to get too locked in on some mindset of, 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 I can only do this and, or it doesn't count type of thing. God knows your heart, you know? So anyway, um, let's go ahead and roll this video. U.S. Climate Czar announces warlike effort to shut down in the American food supply. In his usual lying hysteria, John Kerry who serves as the first U.S. special presidential envoy for climate. I mean, this guy literally looks like he's fresh out of the casket. He does not look like he is alive. These pictures I see of him. He looks like he passed on a long time ago. You know? Uh, <laughs> it's almost comical when you see pictures of, of, of this guy. I mean, it's just... Does he have a pulse? Told a series of lies and announced that our government is planning to shut down U.S. agriculture. They call it innovation because they are confident that our pain and desperation will someday give birth to an innovative new solution. Or at least that's their cover story. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. And instead of being on a course to be able to hold the Earth's temperature increase to 1.5 degrees, we're actually on a course to hit around three degrees right now. 
And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. Doesn't work. And as is so often the case with respect to the climate crisis, we have to fight on multiple fronts simultaneously. This is the biggest organizational effort that I think we have faced, um, certainly since World War II, but perhaps ever. So we have to reduce emissions from the food system to keep the 1.5 degrees alive. Why do we have to keep 1.5 degrees alive? Because scientists, as a basis of physics and mathematics, not ideology and politics or party labels or anything else, as a matter of physics and mathematics and some biology and chemistry have told us, these are the consequences. Everything out of his mouth is a lie. Yes. The exact opposite of what he says exactly. is true. Yep. The scientists he is referring to are almost all on the United Nations payroll. <laughs> the real scientific community of the world realize that the world's climate has changed in extreme erratic ways over the years without human pollution. In one of the most recent studies, our house university researchers found that the Arctic had ice-free summers just 10,000 years ago. And ice core samples show that the Earth is in a cooling period, not a warming one. But these decrepit old gatekeepers want us all dead because the system isn't giving up control. And I think uh, to those in civil society, we gotta push more. We gotta be more militant maybe. President Biden has demanded an all-of-government initiative. And again, relating to the whole Great Reset versus the Great Awakening, they make these devils so over-the-top, satanically obnoxious with what they're doing. Like, you know, this devil and Klaus Schwab and Biden and Trudeau and Macron. They're making them so incredibly over-the-top that you are just so compelled to look for what is the alternative what in and, and again it's the great awakening and it's driving the people to that and i'm not saying obviously a lot of the things in that are not good but again where where does it all end up and, and this is just a great example of how they drive us to the other side through devils like this uh we are all working together every department of our government is uh, engrossed in this and uh, if we make the right choices, there's no question in my mind we can win this battle. While our food supply is under terrorist attack by our own government, the power grid is being targeted for a false flag. And a story is already being spun to blame it on American patriots. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the communist Chinese are meeting their bogus climate change quotas in a different way. They are spray painting rocks and sand yeah. green. They're showing them doing this. They're literally spraying rocks and sand green. And they are planting vast fields of fake flowers. Yeah. They're showing them. There's fields of flowers that are rocks on iron spikes so that they look better from satellite, I guess white rocks stuck on the ends of steel rebar according to local with all the rocks around the 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 adjacent areas painted spray painted green translators this is being done to make areas look more green in aerial photography 
reporting for Infowars. I mean, we are talking just beyond total insanity. Okay, being more the norm now. Um, oh, one other thing, and I, I did allude to this. If you even partake of like the Daniel fast, one of the things I've already already noted. I don't know if this was was. I don't remember this being so demonstrable when I did it when I was in Florida. If I'm recalling right, I'm pretty sure I did at least one time a Daniel Fast in Florida. Um, I'm probably a good 20 years older. Man, is it different not being on any meats? And I, I, I'm not, I'm not talking. I was eating copious amounts of meats. I'd eat like probably on average maybe a pound and a half of organic grass-fed ground beef a week. Maybe on average. I don't know how many eggs probably not even a dozen i just if i i can't eat high quantities of any food it, it just puts weight on me it's just i cannot believe how easy it is and i think part of it's the 5g i think a lot of it's but i just can't believe how easy it is to gain weight at this point i mean it's just ridiculous you know i mean people say i look at food and gain weight. i can pretty much understand that concept now but if you do, even the Daniel fast, what I'm warning you is that if you're accustomed to meat, and particularly red meat, and remember I've, I've done the whole teachings on the importance of red meat and spiritual warfare. So it may seem a little counterintuitive, the whole nine yards about, well, okay, well now you're, you're not, how are you going to do spiritual? Well, <laughs> you know, listen, God's got that under control. If you're fasting, you know, God knows your heart. You're chastening yourself before him and he's going to honor that. Okay. I mean, if you're, if you're doing it with any kind of right intent biblical intent as a christian um so understand though even if you do a daniel fast um like it's extremely hard for me to even get through the study today and i i, I don't normally have the greatest energy anyway but man alive even the first week of this thing i'm almost through a week of it i cannot believe how low and horrible my energy has been i mean and I'm not talking I was eating a ton of meat before or anything or a ton of anything. I think I, my portion control is pretty good at this point. Um, but I'm just warning you, and particularly in today's day and age and with the 5G and with the other stuff they're doing, it's harder, I believe, to do this now. I believe that all the stuff they're doing with the smart meters and the 5G and, and just all the different, the, the, the satellites now that are beaming it on us and all the other different, you know, CERN and D-Wave quantum computers and all the other garbage they're doing. Fasting is not as easy as it used to be. And now I'm not saying it was easy before, but man, it's hard now. I've, I've noticed that. So I just, just a heads up. I wanted to at least throw that in there. I'm not saying that so I'm throwing me, myself some pity party. I'm just telling you, I don't want you to, to get into this and maybe commit to something and then get in there and realize I can't even function, you know. And always pray to God for strength. Pray to God to get you through it. Pray, you know, he's perfectly, I mean, when we're, when we're weak, he's made strong. And I think that's a whole, a whole part of the reason why you fast is for that whole concept there. All right, so let's go. keep going here. Okay, so Panama, this is um, Michael Yan, a couple of his posts in the last week, they're pretty short. Panama is key terrain, the Darien Gap hotspot. And this is from a, a post on, I don't know, some social 
media thing. Dr. Lawrence Sellin said a major development in the U.S. government orchestrated illegal alien invasion of the U.S. reported by Michael Yon. The United Nations, presumably with the support of the U.S. military at Southcom, will be occupying parts of Panama to move the illegal invaders into the U.S. faster. Now, we already knew this, but here's another map of where they're bringing these people from. And it's, I haven't seen this map yet, and it shows you the routes between the Isthmus Corridor and the Panama Canal. And it's showing how these all, like, I think, flow into this one point near the Darien Gap, all these illegal alien invaders, where they're coming from, all these different lines. Some are from even Australia and, and Asia and um, uh, Europe and Africa and South America. And it's showing these, these routes. The, the U.S. and the U.N. is moving the invaders into the Darien Gap in Panama to help with the weaponized migration north to the United States directly into CCP, meaning coming communist Chinese party and WEF hands with the eventual death of Panama unfolding. Yeah, because it's gonna kind of ruin everything that's wake. So I wanted I wanted to um, kind of update you on that. Okay, so I had to rearrange my little PDF. And again, if you want to see the, the maps and these things, you're gonna have to look at the PDF um, for this date of uh, June 5th, 2023. Okay, so the next one again from Michael Yan, invasion buses heading to the U.S., unvetted Chinese, Russians, Afghans, and more. And um, this is uh, buses filled with unvetted aliens just departing the jungle. Now, you can see the video. I'll post it. I'm, I'm not going to play it because obviously you can't see it, but he's just showing bus after bus after bus leaving, I believe, the Darien Gap and going north. And these are all filled with these invaders, Okay come into America, driving through a network of largely funded by U.S. taxpayers, a network largely funded by U.S. taxpayers to invade the United States. Most are military-aged males. The men in these buses may be anywhere in America within 10 to 15 days. This is an invasion force facilitated by the U.S. military, Department of State, Homeland Security, CIA, and more. The routes in green, and again, you have to look at the map to see here, the, map, the routes in green, I just drew with my finger, those are the routes the aliens took from Colombia uh, to get to the circle in Panama where I just made this video. Aliens continue on Highway 1, meaning these illegal aliens, on Highway 1 to Costa Rica and soon to your neighborhood. Interesting, as I close this at 1916 hours Panama time, I just heard eight gunshots, maybe not far away. I do not hear gunshots here as often as when I'm in LA or San Diego though. Okay, so just a little more update on that because I feel like that's an ongoing current event I need to keep my listeners abreast of. You can also find Michael Yon if, if you want to click on the link uh, here, his Substack or whatever, and you can just bookmark his page if you want and uh, check that, I don't know, two or three times a week. He doesn't post a lot. Sometimes he doesn't even post once a day. Uh, kind of a little bit regarding this whole situation i wanted to at least mention this um just take a stroll down any metropolitan street in san francisco los angeles chicago portland or new york city and you will feel like you just stepped into the movie set of world war z 
there are actual zombies roaming the streets, sleeping, standing up, moaning from the flesh-eating disorder they have from taking a pet tranquilizer that eats away their human flesh. Uh, they thought that they were just smoking fentanyl and crack. Just smoking fentanyl and crack. I just thought it was fentanyl and crack. I mean, wow. You can imagine my chagrin. Uh, the zombie drug called Trank Dope, I, I wasn't even aware of this, also known by veterinarians as xylazine, is now frequently used by drug dealers to cut other drugs, spread them out to make more money, meaning it kind of dilutes the product, they make more money, okay, while further complicating the drug addiction nightmare for the users. Just as one may have thought the illicit drug supply couldn't get any more dangerous and deadly, it just did. Now there's xylazine, a drug used by veterinarians and fellow surgeons for anesthesia, sedation, muscle relaxation, analgesia, analgesia, it's an analgesic. Uh, it doesn't sound so bad for drug addicts, but the drug wasn't made for humans, but mainly cattle, horses, and other uh, mammals like that. Turns out it's too dangerous to use on humans because it causes dangerously low blood pressure, critically low heart rates, and wait for it, a disorder that eats away your flesh. That's like that crocodile drug they've got like in Russia that you do and I mean it's horrific and it eats, I mean, literally eats away your flesh. I mean, it, I've seen docu documentaries where, I mean, they, these people... They've got gigantic holes in their legs and arms. You can see their bones. I'm not exaggerating. Crocodile. I don't know how prevalent it still is, but man, it reminds me of that. So this is our new version of Crocodile, it sounds like. Um, <clears throat> also, because xylazine is a non-opioid sedative, it's, not, it's also not a controlled substance in the USA, and Narcan does not work as an antidote to save people from overdosing like it can with heroin or fentanyl. So that's probably all by design. The DEA is warning that wide, a widespread threat of fentanyl cut with xylazine, the zombie drug that is stolen from veterinary clinics and mixed with other street drugs. Oh, I, I'm sure our own government's making sure a good supply of this gets on the streets so this can be added to do this exact thing to depopulate us and defile us as a nation. Come on, it's what they do. About one-fourth of all fentanyl powder sold on the streets is now laced or mixed with this zombie drug, warns the DEA. Xylazine causes CNS depression, respiratory depression, slow heart rate, and death. Trank, evidently, which what this is called, Trank, um, which I guess, again, what is it? Trank dope. I, I guess they're mixing it. With, okay, so they're mixing the xylazine with fentanyl and maybe crack, whatever. So Trank gives its users a wonderful leper-looking sores and can be and can result in amputation of the limbs. When combined with fentanyl, the chances of death skyrocket from just getting one use. Many druggies die the first try. Well, that's what they're hoping. That's what, you know. And most don't even know they're getting xylazine at all. The Democrats in the DC like this because it's all part of the depopulation program along with the COVID vaccines and the open borders, 100%. Okay, along those lines, because I like, I like my studies if I can to flow good. So we kind of, we're not, we're kind of flowing into the subjects that are related. Uh, this just broke, Oregon. Okay, now it's spelled O 
O-R-E-G-O-N-E, like Oregon's gone, okay? Lady that works for the governor and her husband drives a truck throughout Oregon, gives us a sad description of what that state has come to under leftist rule. So I'm going to play this. Okay, so I'm, I'm starting it a little bit. They just kind of came up to this is the bad ASS Uncle Sam. He's the guy that's, he's yoked up a lot with Alex Jones, and he's in, I believe, on the streets of New Orleans, or Nolens, Nolens, yeah, Nolens, as the uh, locals tend to say. And he goes down there and, and um, exposes the, a lot of the liberal agendas. He dresses up with his flag stuff. And he's just approached by these two people that are from Oregon. And the one guy cusses a couple times, so I'm, I tried to, I'm, I'm going to start it right after that happens. And we'll, ha we'll hear what they have to say about Oregon. Is there? It's and it's, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame that that's you know, because you don't want to leave the place you grew up in. Your history there, yeah, yeah. businesses, families, everything's yeah. there. Yeah. But you know, I'm over in, or I'm in more than she is. What do you do there for work? I'm a truck driver, but my family's all there. My aunts, uncles, my sister moved up. My son's there, my daughter's there with her family, everybody's there. And I want to get, I've been claiming East Texas forever, she loves here. Yeah. And if, if anything, we might go to Eastern Oregon. Well, this still, is a liberal cesspool. Yeah, yeah. But it's I love a, the South. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, once you get outside the yeah. city, it's okay. Yeah, but yeah. It's, you know, yeah. the city's a liberal cesspool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, the, the thing is, you, at least you can still walk on the streets. Yeah, there's stuff going on, you know, but it's nothing like... Portland, they got streets closed down now. There's so much homeless that they're allowing on the streets. Businesses are closing down left and right. It is the worst thing you've ever yeah, seen. They can break windows and rob the place six times and the cops don't beef it up because they're told park, not you, to do anything. You can't inside. park your car. You can't go to restaurants. You can't. They're showing pictures of, of the streets of, I think, Portland while they're playing this, if you want to see those. Really I just drive on the highway through Portland and it disgusts me because they're even allowing them all on the highways. They're, they're camped up on they're the sides everywhere. of they the highways. They have highway. ruined, they have ruined most of the western part of Oregon. Um, I work for the for the governor for Department of Human Services and they are trying daily to make things worse. Okay, so I, I that was probably the most important thing that's said in this whole thing. She works for the governor's department, health and human services, and they are trying daily. Their goal is to make things worse. I, just like the border. This is their goal. It's not happening by some crazy coincidence or whatever. This is their whole goal is to absolutely destroy this country. Oh yeah, they're trying daily to make things worse. They have meetings over meetings on how can we screw this up even so more. So what, what yeah, they're doing They have is meetings and meetings on how to mess everything up even more. Bringing people in from other countries, from Nigeria, Ethiopia. I don't have anything against people from other countries. Don't get me wrong. It's not that. They're bringing them in from Ukraine, from all over. They bring them in. They give them housing, jobs, passport, driver's license, social security right. number. And sometimes not a social security number, which means then they don't pay into the system, right? So they're bringing them in. They give them all these freebies. It's all sanctioned by the federal government that gives Oregon. And they kick our own legal citizens out of out into the streets. Hence why you see the homeless um, 
population's exploding. Now, now some of them literally are, I mean, let's say some of them, if they're drug addicts and things of this nature, and that's what they're doing, okay, I, I get that. I understand why they're out on the streets. I, but I'm talking about legal, law-abiding people that now they can't work because they're essentially in a situation where they've got a camper and they've got no other transportation. How are they going to work? How are they going to, you know, it's all by design on purpose and, and we were we've been reporting on this a lot ongoing all this money and then these people come in they change demographics they you know they're getting money that you know oregonians should be able go. to work for <laughs> well i'm just saying know, it's I, such a problem what you just described yeah. is the chapter i'm reading right now in this book about how the Constitution and Bill of Rights is being destroyed yes, by is. the immigration policies. It is, yeah. By the communists who have been infiltrating our government for a long time. Yeah. Indeed. Have you ever have you heard ever heard of Cloward and Piven? That's yeah, Cloward and Piven strategy. It's what you just uh, mentioned. In nineteen early nineteen sixties, this uh, husband and wife political strategist communists were approached by the powers that should not be. And asked if you were to bring down Western civilization, how would you do it? And they right. said, well, you can't do it militarily it that's too strong, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they yeah. said, first you infiltrate the school boards with Marxists. Oh, you yeah. create a generation of socialists and Marxists to infiltrate that. society. Right. Yeah. Infiltrate and, society in the school boards. And if they can get the children, just like Hitler said, give me one generation, you know, of the children. And I'll, I'll transform everything. And this is this is why it's so important, the public indoctrination centers of the public satanic school systems. And you start brush fire wars everywhere, create a bunch of refugees, destroy their economies, yeah. and then open up the border to right. these refugees, right. allow them to flood in, right. overwhelm the welfare system. You right. bring us down United States from the inside financially. Right. Right. You just described right. yep. flowered and they, they're pivot. doing exactly that. They're doing it every day. I I get the Now do you see any pushback at all from the from Well you know, here's the trick. There's pushback, but I don't yeah. trust any voting systems yeah. in Oregon. No. You know, dude. So I, the, I I can just the governor in her in herself. Yeah. Not one person do I talk to, and I cover all of Oregon, are wanting to vote on her, and she still wins. And she I, wins. I, I yeah, just like Biden. Just like Biden. Now, granted, I understand I'm not advocating Trump, but Trump clearly won, okay? And Biden clearly, clearly lost. But it doesn't, everything's so rigged, it's just, it's all theater at this point. So I that's the thing. Is, I think it's fixed. In, it is. In yeah. reality, most Oregonians are conservative for the yeah. most part. You yeah, know, as far as the, the real estate of Oregon, yeah, the majority sure. is right. Yeah. But, but when right. you look at who is literally ruling the state, they have a grasp on it, and I I don't think it's a legal grasp. No, I think it that is. they're usurping, like like no. Scott said, the voting system, and yeah. you know, it's like okay, so. Um, if you want to hear the rest, it's about 10 minutes more. I, I give you the link for that. Um, I just wanted a little more confirmation on what we're kind of talking about here because we're contrasting it with the open borders and then you see what they're doing in in Oregon and uh, to facilitate that whole thing. Now, let's just go over some current event headlines and proactive action alerts. This will be in my next newsletter. But um, first one, action alert. Help us stop the Patriot Act of the Internet. A bill designed to ban TikTok gives the government far-reaching powers 
to continue in its campaign against the free speech and expression. I talked a lot about that um, uh, Respect Act, I think. I think this is what this is. Anyway, there is a action alert. You can click on this. One-stop shopping. You know, uh, if you have one of those programs that fills in your address, you can actually... And they do. I mean, this is one way. Prayer, fasting, educating others, and in letting these devils know that you know you're not going to put up with this type of thing I, I think it's all good it's it's all pushing back against evil so there's a link for that and you're going to have to access the the pdf for this date it's all free though i mean for 6523 at contendingfortruth.com then oppose who's power grab the world health organization say no to the pandemic treaty and um sign the petition here Okay, and I believe that was what we reported on with Michelle Bachman last week where the pandemic treaty, okay, well, there's a there's a petition. And these petitions are easy. You don't have to, like, call some... You can, but you don't have to necessarily pick up the phone and call somebody or, or flip through and find your congressman. It finds it for you. I think if you're going to have something like this, it should be as user-friendly as possible because people's time is very limited. And if you make it too hard for somebody, they're not going to follow through. So this is one-stop shopping. Then another one from Eric Pratt, Gun Owners of America, the so-called pro-gun Republican House majority. And I bet you a lot of you didn't know about this. The so-called pro-gun Republican House majority is about to stab gun owners in the back by allowing Joe Biden to massacre your God-given rights on June 1st, okay, which we've already passed. There are only now a few days left before Biden's ATF can begin going door-to-door -to, -door to confiscate 400 40 million firearms from you and your fellow Americans. But the House Rules Committee still hasn't even scheduled a vote yet, scheduled a vote on the bill to overturn Biden's tyrannical pistol ban, uh, which is H.J. Resolution 44. In fact, the House Rules Committee is actually scheduled to vote on a different bill on Monday. And that's H.J. Resolution 45, which overturns a different Biden agency uh regulation but not biden's gun ban given that biden is about to outlaw 40 million firearms repealing this tyrannical infringement must now become the house's first order of business we need your help in bombarding the office of every member of congress to get more letters from furious gun owners so we can keep the, up the pressure as we get closer and closer to june 1st now i understand we're past that but still i don't believe this has been passed or whatever yet so uh, please add your name to our pre-written letter demanding that your representatives make overturning Biden's pistol ban their top priority. And then if you want, like if you're on there, you can always subscribe to their their newsletter so you get their, alert, their alerts directly. Just like the two links I posted before on the Oppose the Who's Power Grab and Stop the Patriot Act of the Internet, they also have email lists that I would advise you to get on so that you're aware you can do that. Then another petition, please add your name to our pre-written letter urging your representatives to take action to repeal all the unconstitutional gun control passed by the Pelosi's House. There's a link for that. Then getting into just the current event headlines, okay? We've got um we've got debt clock nears 32 trillion, which is $250,000 per taxpayer. That's what everybody in America <laughs> owes in their fiat fake currency. How damage could cascade across the globe? These are different things. Um, most Americans still waiting for the white knight to swoop in and save us from our insane government. 
But, I, you know, again, don't see that happening. Ahead of the Biden-McCarthy debt ceiling meeting, Yellen, re, Yellen re-warns it's highly likely that emergency measures, emergency measures will be exhausted by June. Um, Steve Quayle said, then they will claim we told you so while letting the printing presses roll until force majeure is declared. Then Apple's new savings bank refusing to let customers withdraw cash. Um, you're keeping our live savings, life savings hostage. This is what Apple is doing. And then SCOTUS, Supreme Court allows the IRS, Satan himself, to carry out secret, warrantless searches of innocent taxpayers' bank accounts. Again, this is all heads-up stuff. And these are all linked. You, these are all different links you can click on here. Then, facial recognition program to be rolled out in 16 major U.S. airports, increasing biometric surveillance of Americans. Then, Illinois expands its use of police drones to cover special events and can include facial recognition. New York to track residents, food purchases, and place caps on meat, meaning they don't want you eating meat. And let me tell you, <laughs> but just eating meat for like um, about a week, eating no flesh, like the Bible talks about with the Daniel fast, um, I could see, I can really, really see now why they don't want to see any meat. Because, wow, does it take away your steam. I mean, it really, I can see why that's crucial. Now, I do also think that going off meat for a prescribed amount of times can also be very good because it gives your digestive system a break um, to maybe devote energy that it would normally devote to digesting meat, which is the hardest thing to digest in the body. Um, maybe you can use that energy elsewhere. That's what the whole concept of fasting is all really about. Okay, so... Um, but I, I, boy, I understand why they don't want to see meat. So New York to track residents, food purchases, and place caps on meat, meaning a cap on how much meat you can eat, I'm, I'm assuming, served by public institutions. The grocery Gestapo rises, escape from New York now. Then globalists revving up plans to engineer global famine and starvation. 13 nations agree to convert to less productive green farming methods, of course. Then I tracked down my anonymous landlord. Here's what happened. Now, I, I left that in there because I saw that the other day. And it's a guy that's doing this research on what's happening with rental properties. And what's happening primarily is these rental properties are being bought by these large, gigantic conglomerate businesses, I think, like we've talked about before. And... Um, they're very, very anonymous. They're all like couched in LLCs and you cannot even get a hold of your landlord. And they want it that way. They don't want you to be able to have any kind of recourse or when they jack your rents up or what. And he tells you steps on actually how to pierce that veil. So for anybody out there in that situation, you might want to watch this video. That's why I, I like to do a lot of things where I'm proactive and it's not going to resonate maybe with 98% of the of my listeners, but maybe there's 2% are like, oh, wow, I really want to know. Maybe I'm in that situation. I really want to know about that. So, um, Then, Musk set to chip humans. Mind control. Flashback to his grisly monkey experiments, maiming and killing the animals. Yeah, Elon Musk is a devil, okay? But he wants to chip the humans. Yeah, he's supposedly one of the coming awaited saviors, right? 
Then burning cargo ship carrying thousands of lithium EV electric cars sink outside of the Azores Islands off of the thick Portugal. This whole gigantic cargo ship carrying thousands of electronic vehicles sunk there. Because once they, they caught on fire on the ship, they burn like white hot and you can't really put the fires out. I think they said that they got the fire burn out, but it was too late. The ship went down. Yeah, it probably burned right through the hull because they burned so hot. Thousands of them. They're really safe. And we're, we're talking, they're just sitting on a ship. That could not happen with just regular combustible vehicle cars, you know? I mean, unless they all had like a full tank of gas, which is highly unlikely, you know, it's not going to happen. But these lithium batteries, man, they can burn for days, it says. Uh, then severe increase in North American number of garbage facility fires. Lithium batteries believed to be partly to blame, at least probably totally to blame. Then up to 150,000 liters of water needed to put out a fire of just one electric Car. These are all different reports from a uh, the. Let me let me just open one of these. This is from CTIF, International Association of Fire and Rescue Services. They don't have any agenda. They're just reporting on facts, and those last three reports I just read read you are all from them. Okay, so this is how bad it's getting. Uh, then. Get woke, go broke. Anheuser-Busch loses $15.7 billion in value after disastrous Bud Light transgender influencer campaign. So praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Then Target shares plummet to a 52-week low as shoppers boycott the store. Target loses $12 billion in 14 days. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hopefully they'll go totally under and it'll be an example to all these other giant retailers. Retail giants market cap plummets after longest losing streak in five years as shares drop to lowest levels in a year amid amid pride, tuck-friendly, light-binding effect bathing suit selling their Luciferian apparel or Luciferian um, pin line or whatever with their um, basically you know the headrest for um conservatives or christians being a guillotine that we reported on last week yeah well praise god mlb players major league baseball players rebel against the league's lgbt pride agenda parent exposes school board after teacher assigns students to describe their sexual fantasies yeah that's a, that's a good one you can hear this father i mean it's sickening just absolutely debauched sickening then, Gone Woke, Chick-fil-A embraces the woke agenda, names VP for diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're so fake. Chick-fil-A's so fake. I mean, just like every other um, fast food place, they use garbage ingredients. It's not... Yeah. I've seen their ingredients. It's not something you should really be putting in your body. Um, then, um, then their whole fake Christianity thing, whatever. I could do probably a five-part study exposing them. I have done. In fact, you could probably key in Chick-fil-A, and, and I've done parts on them. Then, Logan Brown, 
insanity of this transgender filth devil in media in in the u.s and canadian and the uk government freaks perverts trying trying to mainstream the psycho uh, psychopathy um meaning they're psychopaths logan is a biological female who got pregnant and says he's a man now so he's on the cover of one of their magazines variety or whatever or one of them something like that pregnant because it's a woman but transitioned to look like a man showing his big belly pregnant belly saying oh see men can be pregnant he's not a man it's a woman that is trying to appear as a man it is everything against god it is everything that they can do to shake their fist and try to blaspheme god in his natural creation that's what this is all about and may god rain down his fury on every one of these blasphemous sick devils and then this just broke drug the drag ban was ruled unconstitutional in tennessee if you want to know more about that you can click on that so there's good and there's bad there's you know there's good and there's bad all right i'm, I'm totally out of time on this part so we will see you lord willing in part two Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.